back to Black Girl Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back for another episode of Minx on HBO Max. This is season one, episode seven, God Save the Queen of Dicks, written by Mason Fink. Is that Flink? There's an L there. And directed by Craig Johnson. I like this episode, not as strong as the previous two. However, I gave it an 8.2 out of 10. I really... I think the the biggest issue I still continue with this show is Joyce Prigger. I just don't like her. <laughs> I don't I don't know how other I don't know how to sugarcoat that other than she's not someone I would ever find myself in a conversation with. <laughs> and so focusing primarily on this character, I'm also struggling with a code. So if you hear that, that's what that is. It's just what my life is but I'm much better than I was three days ago at least I could talk without coughing every five seconds I do not have COVID I took a COVID test it was negative I knew I didn't have COVID but my aunt bless her soul and definitely rightly wanted to confirm because I was like all around everybody (laughs) but I was like I really don't think I have COVID and while I was out of the country I was you know I wasn't taking no chances I wore my mask on the plane the whole entire time if I got in a place with it's overcrowded I wore my mask I'm like I don't trust people so where do we want there's really two big story arcs this episode one was focused on Joyce and the other really was on Richie Now, the whole Richie storyline, I liked it, except I just didn't, it felt a little lackluster. You know, he gets a invitation to a celebrity photographer who is a big name. Let's just put it out there. Did everyone believe this was Andy Warhol? Because it definitely felt like Andy Warhol (laughs) or an interpretation of him. And he goes to his gallery after... Bambi excitedly lets him know you're a celebrity now. I like that line. You know, when you become a celebrity, we'll still be friends. I'm a celebrity, so I should know. That was funny. And once he gets to the gallery, he's intimidated by the poshness of the place. So when he's approached about a meeting, he ends up walking out on said meeting like, no, I'm not Richie, not at all. And he gets another invitation to a party however he explains to Bambi that he doesn't believe that he has the necessary talent despite them thinking that he does to actually go out and impress upon these people that are much more what's the word uh legit (laughs) because he is in the porn magazine business and she says look Joyce needs a night out this will be fun for her I will go with you but you need to meet your heroes and not be intimidated by them so he ends up going to the party he bumps a line of coke I'm in love with the coke I'm in love with the coke I got it for the lolo I had a very love-hate relationship with the outfit that he had on. Um, (laughs) 
on one hand it looked great on another hand it is 90 degrees and you're all in black it's getting hot in here so, so take off all your ends up meeting Andy Warhol who is the last to arrive for his own party and he says that he is impressed by his work when you realize that he just did that he did mink saying well Richie said I'm just nobody but he's like no everyone else tries to imitate the male nude body but you were able to capture male desire which makes you different so I'm happy that Richie is getting his own story arc and that he has worth and people are seeing that he has talent but it did feel a little like an afterthought in the rest of the episode so i'm not sure where this story is gonna go but it's there so let's go over to the other big story arc which is well let's just focus on joyce first she's not happy about the fact that her magazine is causing a lot of controversy and Doug is capitalizing on the bad press so to speak because some press or bad press is better than no press and he wants to make the magazine successful and all of the controversy surrounding it because there's a news story reporting the incident and several people interview were like I don't understand how <laughs> this magazine is liberating for women and so on and so forth and even the new councilwoman has already declared her hatred of the magazine and her desire to step aside because people from the community have been writing her except those people from the community are (laughs) that part was rather brilliant if i may say so myself doug adds them making up types of society so that she can go on the news and embarrass herself because these people don't exist but it it, uh gets the moral crusaders out and it also has the others that are gonna of course push back against the moral crusaders we even saw her daughter listening to what joyce had to say on the radio so it's gonna cause a divide and doug is all about the profit he's all about making this magazine successful not so much about if the message is correctly received i think that's a little like you can always have an aspiration of how you're received in the public but you really don't have any say over that i mean it's what happens right it doesn't matter what you do there are going to be naysayers and there's good people picking apart and everyone's going to have their different groups so to speak so joy saying you know my message is getting lost out there while i'm sure that's a valid critique in, in her mind it also is not something necessarily within her control or as is what happened at the end of the episode like i wish we had skipped all of it um <laughs> is her deciding to embrace what is happening right now and take the mic and start saying what her message is for those that are misinterpreting what she's saying because she ends up getting an interview from doug even though doug says look you're just gonna joy see the thing and she ends up having her words taken for out of context which that happens a lot right like uh i didn't say that girls at 13 should be reading my magazine or getting it from the library however i'm also saying i wish i had access to this type of material when i was of that age so 
you are in a sense saying exactly that where joyce misses me every single time is she bitches and moans and complains and she's much more inclined to do that than take any divisive action on her own like her sister shelly says you know my me and my husband we're going through something weird i can't come by the office and then she instead of asking what's going on with you she's self-centered and she you know her sister shelly because she's like well nobody likes me and i wish you would come to the office because you know you're the only person people like and she's like well i will be there but you know things did happen i did get arrested there there was uh some events that you don't seem inclined to actually massage my ego or my esteem about you're just talking about yourself so she tells her look you you're complaining about the bad press but it's hard most things in life are and you're gonna have to kind of sort of get over the fact that it's not going exactly your way but it is it, it, your magazine is made no one would ever make it and now it's made and you expect it just to be a positive experience and you're suddenly gonna change the world and i, I just don't I don't know why she feel she keeps acting as if it's not an upward battle she i don't she's just irritating I, I want to try to find some redeeming qualities about the character but they are few and far between i'm still just i don't like the way she choose words i told you i know it's not it's mean for me to say but that's just what it is she she's not the best person that gets me excited for what she has to offer because she herself is so irritating she comes off with such a chip on her shoulder her message isn't bad but her package is just not something yeah they might listen to her over the radio and she's far more relatable but once she starts going down a rabbit hole she doesn't know when to stop she doesn't know when to rein it in uh and so this leads to because she does get a, a package from what's his name glenn she goes over to his house ends up having sex with him they cuddle in bed and he starts to state that you know you did get in business with someone that you know doug is great he published your magazine but he doesn't know anything about publishing a magazine he doesn't know the right media context he doesn't know contacts he doesn't know exactly what he's doing in that as a publisher and so glenn kind of puts out the fact that he is dissatisfied with what he's doing not only that he's been helping her with the minx magazine let's not pretend like every time something goes wrong you're crying on his shoulder it's not as if you know he hasn't been supportive despite the fact that you dumped him for said magazine right and the idea that he would bring up wanting to step into that place and them do this together something you kind of really wanted in the first episode is something i got the indication for and you're like well you're trying to steal my magazine and you're just trying to co-opt my my ambition and this is the most ambitious things you've ever done and maybe that's what the scene was trying to tell me but i honestly did not catch it whatsoever the whole time i was thinking you just wait a goddamn old-fashioned american minute why you gotta be so rude don't you know i'm human too then she goes on to the talk show like i am woman hear me roar and she 
she does a good job of of uh debasing the two absolutely brutish dudes like that was satisfying to watch i would rather her do more of that than anything else personal with joyce i she just doesn't sell it to me the actress doesn't sell it to me i need a lot less of her being and it's hard to say that because she is the lead actress in this series but she is the weakest she continues to be the weakest link about this series because she's so i mean they've made that the premise that she's so unlikable but at some point you have to invest in making your character likable or use them in a way i mean they're not even making it a joke anymore or they do but it doesn't even like i'm exhausted by the joke i i, I need it to be utilized in a better fashion I, i'm trying to give more uh coaching than just critique as well you know don't critique something unless you have an idea of how to make it better but i i'm at a loss uh sometimes i can deal with her sometimes i can't well most times i cannot so the last lingering story arc that kind of feels like it came out of nowhere <laughs> um is the doug and tina situation you know she they go he she accompanies him to the newsstands where she's happy to see that their porn magazines are successful she focuses more on their old stuff what they've been doing but doug is more concerned and has put all of his marbles really in this minx magazine and he is upset not to see a magazine on the shelf but he finds out that they've been sold out and while she is reluctant at first to see his continued success as they sell out in several different states she eventually grabs the big old golden penis to ring the bell that's cute that they have continued to sell to sell out so they are making profit and he goes to her and says you know well first they were fighting because they were like we don't like to have mom and dad fighting because she's like yeah i'm i'm not all the way into this particular plan of yours but when it ends up that doug is successful with it they even have media outlets uh they had that great interview on the dj it seems like things are looking up and she begins to thaw and he ends up approaching her in the office because he's been giving her looks all episode every time there's more success he's like look 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 we did it we did it we did it and i suppose last episode she could have chased that fine ass looking man and instead she chose to to be by doug's side so i guess that's an indication but it did feel a little bit out of left field if i'm being thoroughly honest but not in a bad way just in a it's gonna need a lot more massaging for me because i also have issues with doug i know i talk a lot about joyce but Doug also has a lot of tendencies like rough rough riding over his particular partner and now throwing romance into it I don't mm, I think that he still needs to grow but he was able to say look I want you to hear I want you to say it I want you to say it. I was right but he says I'll make it easier for you and he admits that he was in over his head that he didn't know what he was doing that he did gamble with their entire business however he got lucky he admits that he got lucky 
and i'm not sure that that means that you're right because <laughs> i'm still of the opinion that you weren't right you just got lucky uh he has been playing up the whole controversy controversy i still can't find my words aspect of it but still and she ends up bending down because he's like i'm petty i need to hear it and says you are right why did she need to say it in that sexy type of tone though unless she was putting out there what he picked up and eventually he does stand up and begins making out with her and i'm sure that's going to be something to be explored in the next three episodes if it didn't have a season two i would feel a lot more annoyed by it because as i stated i don't feel there's really been a huge build up to this at all maybe some lingering glances but nothing that indicates uh he has been wanting to pursue a relationship with her or vice versa uh there is the fact that they are both business owners it feels as if tina has she's still the most secretive person in this entire show that we still haven't learned a lot about as an individual so that they are kind of putting that in the back of our heads for a second season i think it's smart but i'm still on the fence i ain't shipping (laughs) because i do think that there's a lot more growth to be had and maybe that's where they're going like hey this is where we're starting i know i say that all the time people do need to grow which means you might have to deal with the aggravating version of them i'm totally down with that but i do think that there could be a lot more like with doug there is that potential i see it there i don't see the same with thus far other than a few glimpses with Joyce's character and I feel like her being successful that's only going to to play more into her own ego and her own need to be independent and the fact that she could not do this herself to me tells me that despite what she's saying and declaring she is herself not the the you know the leader of her own journey and that she does actually need other voices in the room uh the last bit of story arc was the fact that she threw her sister shelly under the bus by saying she knows someone who has three kids and her husband has never given her an orgasm which is something that you don't put out there in the universe like he ain't listening to this shit and you already said that there's some weirdness going on with my marriage so nice joyce nice and that concludes the episode as i say that i liked it it was okay but it was not my favorite maybe you have some differing thoughts than i do maybe you understand joyce as a person better than i do if you have those thoughts and opinions send it to blackercouch at gmail.com or you can leave a comment below on this podcast my social media will be there as well Remember to like, share, and subscribe. And until the next time, peace, hair grease, and blacker magic.